Football is officially back, and we've got you covered right here on the Ringer NFL feed. I'm Shiel Kapadia, and every Tuesday and Friday, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you Extra Point Taken. Nora Princiati here to tell you that Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Monday and Thursday. Our Monday show will recap everything from Sunday's games. Thursday's show will encompass any news during the week with an eye towards the next slate of games. Subscribe to the Ringer NFL show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow the Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter at Ringer NFL. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. Take a shot at betting the NBA with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Let's roll, baby. Welcome to our first post-Sunday edition of New York, New York, right here on the Ringer Podcast Network. It is J.J. Johnson-Stremski coming to you from Twitter Spaces after quite possibly the worst opening game I have ever seen in my life. One of the worst football games I have ever seen in my life. And I think it's fair to say the New York Giants, for all intents and purposes, basically picked up right where they left off in Philadelphia last January when they got their doors blown off, when they were non-competitive against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Giants went into this game with the Cowboys and the question that we've heard all summer long, have the New York Giants closed the gap with the Eagles and the Cowboys? Well, it's one game, but we got a resounding no from what we saw on the field, at least for one week, with the Cowboys embarrassing, humiliating, and destroying the Giants every which way imaginable. And think about how this game started. This game could not have started any better from a Giant perspective. The Giants came out, established the run early. It was a lot of Saquon Barkley. It was a lot of Daniel Jones doing the stuff that he was doing a year ago. And the minute the Dallas Cowboys blocked the field goal, my buddy Noah from the Miami Dolphins, who they just got rid of, returns him for a touchdown. From that point forward, this game could not have been any more pathetic. From inept, sad, disgraceful, Offensive line play. I think Evan Neal just allowed another sack. I think Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence just got in the backfield again. It didn't matter who was on the offensive line for the Giants. It didn't matter who was on the defensive line for the Dallas Cowboys. They won every individual one-on-one battle again and again and again and again. That's narrative number one. The Giant offensive line was a total disgrace today. 
You got to take it a step further. We sit here, and I have done it plenty, and I still love the head coach, but you have to be fair when he got absolutely punked tonight. Brian Dable basically ran you the exact same game plan the Giants probably rolled out against the Dallas Cowboys a year ago. How many times did you see Daniel Jones in this game try to get going to the outside with his legs like he did on the opening drive? I got news for you, folks. There is now film. There is now a ton of tape and game plan across the NFL on what the Giants did successfully a year ago. A high-quality, high-caliber Cowboy defense, they were ready for it. They weren't fooled by anything. So Daniel Jones is going to get roasted. The offensive line is going to get roasted. Brian Dable, after one week, needs to get roasted because his team was not prepared to play. His offensive line was inept. The game plan stunk. His quarterback stunk. His defense quit in the second half. I don't know what to tell you. 40 and nothing, and it could have been worse. Now, Daniel Jones, our buddy. This game is not entirely on him, I understand. But Daniel Jones now, and you have to understand this, is going to be looked at differently because of the amount of money he's making. Whether that is fair, whether that is unfair, whatever the case may be, last year Daniel Jones was in a prove-it, bet-on-yourself type of situation. The Giants went and paid him $40 million. He is now a well-compensated quarterback. It was obvious he was skittish today. And with each passing hit, Daniel Jones looked worse and worse and worse and worse to the point where it felt like Brian Dable was embarrassing Daniel Jones in the offense by having them out there playing in the third quarter in pouring rain out of MetLife Stadium. Now, is part of that the element of, hey, they've barely played football. they got to get some work in. they got to get the idea, the feel of playing four quarters. Yeah, you could sell me on that maybe a drive or two in the third quarter. But when backup offensive linemen are in the game and your starters are not in the game, can somebody explain to me why Brian Dable had Daniel Jones out there taking an absolute ass-whooping by the Cowboys late in the fourth quarter? Does anybody want to make sense of that one? Now, I'm not watching the presser right now. I'm not following along. I guess we'll get some answers as we continue. But that made absolutely no sense to me. How do you make sense of the idea of your quarterback who you just paid all this money to getting a whooping in the fourth quarter behind backup offensive linemen? You're asking for something terrible to happen. This game, from a giant perspective, is eye-opening. But it's one week. And I think there will be folks out there saying, hey, it's one game, Cincinnati lost, Kansas City lost, last year Cincinnati lost in week one. All true. Here's the best thing the Giants have going for them after this particular game. I'll tell you what it is. The opponent. If you were to draw up the team that you would want to play after this disgrace of a game, who would you want to play? The worst team in the NFL. You would want to play the Arizona Cardinals, right? I mean, how could you not? If the Giants next week go to Arizona, lose to Arizona, then buckle up. Because then this season has a real chance to turn for the worse. And I know some are going to say, JJ, it's two weeks. You're really going to put that much stock in a week two game? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. If the Giants, after this disgrace of a game, Go to Arizona against that crap team and can't beat that crap team, you're in major trouble. That's how quickly pressure can be put on you in a 17-week NFL season. With the schedule the Giants have coming up, that's one that's got to be in the bag. you got to flush this. This is the sort of game as ugly as it is. I don't even know if I'd want to watch game four. I don't even know if I'd want to watch tape. I'd pull Rex Ryan. Burn a fucking tape. That's what I would do. Burn it. What do I need to see it? Because this game was mutilation. It was thorough dominance by the Dallas Cowboys. 40 to nothing on opening night. This game, as far as Broadway debuts, is the equivalent of Geely 
Remember that one with J-Lo and uh, Ben Affleck? This is the Julia Broadway debuts. There will be another Broadway debut. Monday night, center stage, Mr. Rogers, the Jets, the Buffalo Bills. The Jets seeing Kansas City and Cincinnati lose atop the AFC pecking order. We've waited for months to see Aaron Rodgers on the field. We know what the hype is about. We know what the expectations are about. Now it's time for Aaron Rodgers to get it going. You're playing the team that's won the AFC East each of the last three years. It's ready to go time. And with this Cowboy defensive line staring you in the face next week, let's be honest, it would behoove the New York Jets to start off 1-0 for a couple of different reasons. One, Buffalo's won a division each of the last three years. What a statement it would make against the Buffalo Bills to go and win this particular game. But to show, hey, we mean business. It's not same old Jets. The hype is real. We all legit. And that way you can go to Dallas and have some fun with the idea that you were 1-0 as opposed to being 0-1 and then, oh boy. We're 0-1, and we got to deal with that pass rush, and I got to deal with Michael Parsons, and I got to deal with the Dallas Cowboys. That's the complicated element of how things can change on a dime in an NFL season. But good news for the Jets. I mean, let's be honest. There is no way imaginable they can have a worse debut than what I saw from the Giants tonight. I think it's virtually impossible. I mean, I've been watching NFL football a long time, and listen, I saw 62-7 with my football team. In Dan Marino's last game, which is the worst football game I've ever watched. Full disclosure. But if you're a Jeff fan, yeah, you can't have a worse opening than what I just saw from the Giants. It's not possible. Not possible. All right. I, I see a ton of calls right out of the gate. How to get some things off my chest. That's what we do here to start off the show. Uh, you know, I got to shine a little bit. Let's lead it off to our buddy Bradley. Bradley will lead it off. Bradley. Lead off spot suits you well. What's up? JJ, I've missed you. I hope married life is treating you well, my friend. Yeah, it is. I mean, listen, football Sunday in the cave. We had a great debut of the Ringer Wise guys. I don't know how we made it in one piece, but we did. Uh, We cashed a good amount of tickets today. Unfortunately for you, Bradley, it ended with a dud. And I did see a tweet about starting the spaces midway through the second quarter. Let's be honest, bro. I could have gotten away with that. Full disclosure, I could have. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, totally could have. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, I don't even know where to start. I mean, first of all, everything c- completely unraveled on that uh, blocked uh, field goal. I mean, first of all, the ball star on Andrew Thomas when they were right there, like two yards to even just get a first down, and then the bad snap by Schmitz, and then everything that could went wrong went wrong right after that. And JJ, you were totally right. I mean, if they go into Arizona next. And if they lose that game against uh, against the Cardinals, you're you're looking at literally you're looking at zero and three, and then we are going to be start saying, uh, "Here we go again, another year where this season's going to end before October even hits, or midway through October." Well, Bradley, especially looking at schedule, and it's always dicey to assume that a schedule is going to be easy or a schedule is going to be hard because things obviously can drastically change in the NFL and perception can drastically change and expectations can change. Look at the Giants. Giants would have been a team that you would have saw on your schedule last year in December and you would have said easy game and they go and they make the playoffs and they win a playoff game. But when you have San Francisco and you have Buffalo and you have Miami and you have Dallas and you have a lot of tough games in the early portion of your season, Yeah, if you lose a game that's got to be money in the bank, that's got to be an easy win, everything unravels to a point of no return. So, Bradley, there's nothing to say about this game against the Cowboys. It was an absolute disgrace. Every element was terrible. And even the defense. You know, defense, I was given a pass in the first half. You want to tell me they were put in a compromised situation. That's fine. They quit in the second half. So I'm throwing them in there, too. Every element of the New York Giants did not come up, did not come, and did not show up, and did not deliver, and you got an end result that was as ugly as it gets. I would burn the tape, I would flush it, but there need to be serious adjustments, whether it's against Arizona, San Francisco, or whoever, for this team to figure out what the hell just happened on Sunday. Completely. I mean, this. I mean, we were talking about like 
I feel like we were talking about the entire offseason. Like, can the Giants, you know, close the gap on the on the Cowboys and the Eagles? And the answer is complete. Well, big fat no after week one. Listen, it's one week. But after one week, the Cowboys beat you up worse than any of the games I've seen them play over the last five years. I, I mean, I think Evan Neal just gave up another sack. I mean, my goodness. You better hope he doesn't turn into an absolute stiff in Eric Flowers part two. You better hope. Let me tell you something real quick, JJ. What, real quick. I mean, I I was watching him. I was paying attention to him, uh, paying attention to him mostly throughout the entire game, and I was just having really bad flashbacks to Eric Flowers and that whole fiasco in his second year in 2016. I mean, Evan Neal. I mean, I, I hope I'm wrong. I really am trying to hold out some hope for this guy, but he has got to get going. I mean, that is you just cannot embarrass yourself like that. I know it's against a, a really good pass rush, and that's not to take anything away from Dallas or anything like that. But that you had to show something at tonight to bounce back after you know getting embarrassed by Demarcus Lawrence from last year on that Monday Night Football game. That was just really stinking bad by him. Well, listen, Bradley, we saw Andrew Thomas go from being much maligned to a monumental asset for Big Boy, and the end result ended up being Andrew Thomas getting a big fat contract from the New York Giants. Evan Neal so far has been way worse. And the fact that we just mentioned Eric Flowers and Evan Neal in the same sentence, problematic. That's beyond problematic. So maybe Brian Dable's thinking of having Daniel Jones out there is, hey, guess what? My second team line can't be as bad as my first team line. Maybe that's what he was thinking. I don't know. But I mean, you're down 40 or nothing in the game and I got to see Daniel Jones out there with five minutes ago. How in the world does that make sense? Honestly, you tell me. Uh, let's head to Mo, who joins us. Mo, take it away. The floor is yours. Hey, JJ. What's going on, man? Mo, what up, buddy? What's happening? Good game tonight, JJ. And uh, as a Giants fan, I'm going to be honest, not the greatest start for the season. Ah, uh, you think? Mo, I have a question. I have a question for you, actually, on that note. Did you, st- did you stay for all four quarters? I left halfway through the fourth because I was with my friend who's a Cowboys fan. And I only st- you stayed longer than I thought you were going to stay. All right, so your cowboy buddy made you stick around a little longer. I would love to have. Well, that's the question, Mo. I was asking all my giant buddies who were at, who were at the game. I texted about four of them. I go, are you staying? And, and I think the prevailing thought and answer I got is I'm leaving early in the third quarter. I'm, I'm leaving midway through the third quarter, whatever the case may be. Uh, but staying through four quarters in pouring rain when your team's losing by 40 points, I don't care how good a fan you may be, you don't need to subject yourself to that. Get out of there. I don't know. Uh, I mean, the good news is, JJ, it's one game, right? That's that's the good news. The bad news is this is a team that you kind of expected to make a jump against. This is a good parameter to know where your team is. And it's very, very obvious that we are even near in the same class. Like, very obvious. And the defense for the Cowboys, I mean, geez, dude, they're, they're, they can win a championship with that defense. Oh, they're going to be a problem. Listen, they're going to be a problem. Michael Parsons is shaping up to be one of the best defensive players I've seen in the last 15, 20 years. That's not hyperbole. That's not exaggeration. How about when Michael Parsons, Mo, is getting double teamed by the New York Giants and he still finds his way to work his way through the double team and put Daniel Jones right to the ground? I mean, is that insane or what? It is crazy. And JJ, he was like, it was like he was moving faster than everybody else on the field. It was actually crazy. We also have those shit bums at the right side of the field. I mean, right side of the line, Neil and Glowinski. I mean, Glowinski, JJ. I mean, people are giving, giving Neil a lot of shit tonight. Glowinski was just as bad. The whole line was terrible. And I think Andrew Thomas might have hurt himself. I'm, I, I think I was. I'm not. I couldn't really tell on the broadcast if they were talking about it. It seemed like he had like a little bit of an ankle injury. Um, but no, it was bad, and I mean, it was, again, going to my first point, not the greatest start. And thank God we're playing Arizona, because if we don't... You got the perfect week two opponent. I totally agree, Mo. You wouldn't have wanted to have a situation where, I don't know, you're going to Buffalo next week, or you're going to, like, Cincinnati next week. You got the perfect opponent for week two. You got a dreadful bottom five NFL team. And we've seen teams start 0-2, make playoffs. I mean, the Patriots many moons ago did it. The Eagles many moons ago did it. Like, it has happened where teams have gone on deep playoff runs, sure. The Giants 
This is supposed to be a year of progress. This is supposed to be a year where the Giants go and show you, hey, guess what? We're going to build upon what we did last year. Now, full disclosure, I normally would circle the Giants as an immediate fade from one year to the next. Just based upon overachieving, easy schedule, first-year coach. Like, those are usual situations in which the following year doesn't go as well. You throw in the fact Giants won a lot of close games last year. That usually finds a way to even out as well. But my like belief in the Giants this year, and still is, assuming this is going to be a one-off, better passing game, more dynamic with Waller, Hyatt down the road becoming a factor and a weapon, and the NFC being weakened in the AFC. Like, if the Giants were in the AFC, I got news for you. I would not like them to make the playoffs. They would not profile as one of the seven best teams in the AFC. No way. In the NFC, I think that hierarchy, that structure, is pretty simple. Rank them any which way you like. Philly, the Niners, and Dallas are the three best teams in the conference. And we'll see if a team like Detroit, perhaps, is going to work their way into that conversation. That's why I had a hope for the Giants. Hey, you don't got to be as good as those teams. We didn't pick them to do that. But can they go and win nine games? I thought they could. They better beat the Cardinals, or I am out on that prediction. Not saying much, but I am totally out. All right. Let's head to uh, where we go. Let's go to Brendan, who's up next after this disaster. Brendan, the uh, floor is yours. Take it away. What's happening, homie? How are we doing? So I, I just wanted to say, man, borderline irresponsible to to leave Der- Daniel Jones out there. Made no sense. Made no sense. What are you doing? You're down 40 to nothing. He's getting his ass beat for three and a half quarters. Does he really need to be out there with three and a half minutes to play? I don't care how bad that offensive line looked. You got backups in the game. Get his ass out of the game. Collins were saying that it means a lot to his teammates. It means this and that. I, I think the other way, I don't think he has any say in the matter. I thought of it more as a punishment. I mean, he's out there. He's out there getting sacked every other play, and it finally takes one guy coming off the edge off sides to get Tyrod Taylor in. Like, what are we doing? It reminded me of the Adore Jackson situation last week. Like, are we going to put our prized possession players in, in spots to get injured in, in meaningless situations? Like, I don't know what's going on. You know what it gave me shades of, Brendan? And I know it's a different set of circumstances. Mark Sanchez in 2013 at the end of a preseason game when he's playing behind a backup offensive line and he got hurt in the Jet Giant game. I know it's a little different. I know we're talking about regular season football compared to preseason football. But when it's 40 to nothing, that's basically for all intents and purposes a preseason game. Unbelievable. Yeah. And I mean, you know, and you saw it. You saw it. we got all excited about our rookie corners. I think, what, Trey Hawkins had three, three penalties on him. I mean, these guys aren't ready yet. And I, and I know that they're going up against the best of the best. Brandon Cooks is a veteran. I mean, he's crafty. He knew when to, to, to draw, draw flags when there were opportunities. But I think we got a little giddy and, 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 got, a, and got some preseason hype going on. But uh, we got to – but like, like one of the other callers said, like we, we got a perfect bounce-back game week two, and half the league's in the same spot as we are. So, I'm, I'm, you know, keep it looking up. Brendan, this is where you learn about a head coach. Listen, last year, Brian Dable passed every test. The Giants hit their rut in November. They needed to win games down the stretch. They did. They beat Washington. They beat Indianapolis. Then they went and beat the Minnesota Vikings. So you felt great about the season. Well, this is the worst loss he's had in a regular season as an NFL head coach. Going out to the West Coast. They're not coming home. Because they're going to play that Arizona game, they're going to play San Francisco a couple of days later. They need to get that zone again. Because after watching the Niners today, what in the world is Nick Bosa going to do against this giant offensive line? I mean, you tell me. I know it's the NFL, weird shit happens, yada, yada, yada. That has big fat L written all over it. Like, I don't care who you are. Playing the Niners on a Thursday night, on the road, short week, is a recipe for disaster. For almost any team in the NFL. Literally any team. Giants, not suited well for them. Get this game next Sunday. Have to. 
Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. So, as we look ahead to week two, a couple of different lines stand out. Cincinnati Bengals, redemption spot perhaps against the Baltimore Ravens. Giants got to be an every tease imaginable. There's no way, right, that they can lose to the Arizona Cardinals and start off the year 0-2, can they? That's going to be on my card. So now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash NYNY and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus at present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is not withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds, terms, and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and a current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Let's head to our pal, the great Kenny in Staten Island. He joins us. I'm sure he's ready for his tailgate on Monday night. What's happening, Kenny? JJ, all the best. Uh, yeah, I'm like, listen, this is the most anticipated game I'm going to in a long time. And uh, even even Joe B's getting there early. I'll tell you that he's all he's all psyched to go. And uh, well, I'm sure the tailgate is going to have the heavy hitters. Beningo will be there. Joey Clark will be there. Scarbaggio will be growing. What's up? What do we got? A little filet mignon. We got a little shrimp cocktail. What's what's on the menu tomorrow? Well, what's his name? Joey Jet. He's uh, catering from uh, Freddy's Pork Store in Staten Island. So it's- well, here's all I need to say, Kenny. Joey Jet better have a badass tailgate. The day after Thanksgiving, when I am going to be feeling as fat as ever and I'm going to be eating food till the cows come home, I'm going to continue the eating barrage, getting to MetLife Stadium around 11 o'clock for the Dolphins and the Jets. So uh, I hope that same caliber and quality of tailgate will be following us in November. I hope so. I'll make sure of that. I'll make sure of that. But listen, getting to today's games, uh, you know, the offenses on a lot of teams just did not fire off. They did not hit on any cylinders. You know, you're looking at the Bengals. You look at the Giants, you know, the best game of the day was your Dolphins. You know, hats off to to, to Tua. Oh, wasn't that vintage? That was vintage Dolphin Charger. It felt like Fouts and Marino were playing quarterback, you know? Uh, up and down, ton of fun. And listen, Tyreek kills a beast. We all understand that. How about some of those throws from number one, that left-handed quarterback? Down the stretch, third and 10, hill down the field, hill third and 10 for a touchdown. Tua put his ass off. And I thought they were losing the game after the missed extra point, Kenny. When they missed that extra point, I'm like, they are going to lose this game and I'm going to be sick to my stomach. Defense stunk for three and a half quarters, but when they needed to stop, they got to stop. Give them credit. Uh, yeah, that's that, That's the main thing. And listen, I know a lot of, a lot of Giant fans on here talking about uh, Arizona next week. Listen, I had to sweat that game out. I had, I had the commanders in my knockout pool and I had to sweat that out. And just to give you an early read on that Giant game next week, the Giants are five and a half point favorites. So you, you never know. It's the NFL. Yeah, I think that's, you know what though, Kenny, I think that's exactly where that line should be. After what I saw from the Giants tonight, the look ahead line was probably six and a half or seven. You move it down a point, point and a half. I, I think that's fair. Five and a half for the Giants. Fair line. Yep. And, and tomorrow night, listen, there's no reason why my Jets shouldn't win that game tomorrow night. They, they beat the Bills last year at home with Zach Wilson playing quarterback. I'd love to go into Dallas, and I, I will be in Dallas. I'd love to go into Dallas being 1-0. Uh, early line there, Jets are three-point on the dog. But listen, there's no reason why the Jets can't beat, can't beat the Bills tomorrow night. And I, and I expect them to win 100%. I think the Jets' defensive line is going to give the Bills a lot of problems. And with Micah Hyde possibly being out, that's a big loss for Buffalo. So I fully expect the Jets to put up to put up a victory tomorrow night. Well, Kenny, we saw it. Your defensive line in November of last year 
dominated that game against Josh Allen and company. That was one of the worst games Josh Allen played in 2023 or 2022. I can't even keep track of the years. You lose track of them when you're just doing it like me for the last decade. You really do. They fly by. I can't believe it's football season already. But last year, November, whatever year that was, Jet defense played great. I would expect their defense will come to play in this game. I think this will be a lower scoring game because I have questions about whether or not the Jets are going to handle Buffalo's pass rush even without Von Miller. And I think from the Bill perspective, Jets got a lot to deal with. They got a lot of different guys they can throw their way. I like the under. I smell an under for the Jets and the Bills on uh, Monday night. Let's head to uh, Denton Dave. Go blue. Uh, I see you here, Denton Dave. How are you doing? Hey, how are you doing? So I'm all right, bud. um, So, all right. Here's, Here's the first thing. Two things that had me worried in this game, and obviously justifiably so. Number one, Dable was playing way too many rookies and depending on way too many rookies. Everybody was talking about, you know, how Trey Hawkins and and uh, Deontay Banks were going to get cooked. I already knew that. When, when uh, John Michael Schmitz botched that snap, everybody thought he was a god and he, he wasn't going to make any mistakes. There it was right there. It was right in front of us. The second thing, we couldn't play sloppy and we couldn't have uh, penalties. Okay. Um, we already were, were kind of iffy on Neil already. So after all of that, you knew. But the thing is, the Giants always play good with a chip. They better have a chip on their shoulder against the worst team in the league. They're better. They're a bit better. Well, Denton Dave, they better treat that game like it's the Super Bowl next week. And I fully expect that Brian Dable will have his team's attention. Knowing what we saw from Brian Dable a year ago, I, I think he will be on his team's ass. I, I think they're going to have a brutal week. I think they're going to have a miserable week. And I almost feel as if the Arizona Cardinals are the right team at, at the right time for the Giants. And if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you might be thinking, wow, we, uh, we didn't walk into a good spot here. Now, you might say, hey, I'm playing a team that just lost 40 to nothing. That's great. Giants better go wipe the floor with Cardinals. Go get this bad taste out of your mouth immediately. But it's a humbling game. Humbling game. You know what was troubling this week? Now, I I didn't want to toot my own horn because, listen, I had five games I liked a little bit more. I liked the Cowboys this week. I did. I told you guys this on the pod. I told you guys this doing the shows on SOY. I like Dallas. Never in a million years could I have imagined what we saw Sunday night. Never in a million years. Oh, you know, it's a big night when Baboots, my old buddy, my old pal, he's done with summer camp. He's doing nothing but golf and he's got to deal with the Giants losing 40 to nothing. Bootsy, what's up, buddy? Oh, JJ. I'm in the Uber on the way home from MetLife. I'm not happy. I was down at Bar A for the 1 o'clock, so I should have stayed there. I was going to say, you should have stayed. You should have stayed. I, and you actually stayed for four quarters. You're a braver man than me, Baboots. Braver man than me. I, I can't take too much credit. It was a disaster trying to get an Uber out of MetLife tonight. It was a total catastrophe. So we ended up having to take the train to Secaucus and get an Uber from Newark. It was a disaster. Like the 40 to nothing loss that we had a witness tonight. It was... It was- I was going to say, what was worse? Your travel back or was it the performance you saw on the field? Take your pick. You know what? It was the performance on the field. You know, you, you win a road game in the playoffs last year. You sign Saquon, Jones, Waller. Expectations are high. And then you go put up a goose egg against the Cowboys who you haven't beaten in 10 years. Uh, it, it was brutal. The best part of the night was uh, Queen Latifah and the fireworks for the national anthem. That was it. That was the highlight of the night. You're not wrong. And that was one hell of a national anthem. So give the queen credit. She's killing it. She's doing a thing. Uh, and I feel sorry you had to sit there in the rain. Hopefully, though, Boots, we were under some covering so you didn't get soaked throughout the game. Yeah, we went inside for a little while. Um, you know, it, it was just a tough night. Great tailgate, as always. Um, you know, it's, I'm happy football's back. 
I'm happy camp is over. I can't wait to take you out and play golf. We got to get that set up. Uh, Kenny's DMing me right now. He wants to come play. But listen, you know, for week one to throw up such a bad performance is frustrating. Thank God we have Arizona next week. But the way this offensive line looked tonight, I mean, they, they were a disaster. Never gave your quarterback a chance. And your quarterback was skittish and was affected by it. But your coach has got to help him out there, too, because he's got to understand, Joe, as brilliant a job as he did a year ago in coaching up this quarterback, the league now is going to be aware of certain things and certain tendencies that he's throwing out there. Like that play where he's trying to boot to the outside. How many times did he do that last year, Joe? Like you think Dallas, they they probably had it circled. They said, hey, he is not going to do that shit against us. We are not going to allow that to happen. So that to me is where a coach, if they're going to be a great coach, they go and make the adjustment and they figure out how can we change and modify and evolve our offense. A hundred percent. And I, I like Dable. I'm not, you know, it's one game. I'm not going to be down on Dable. But how do you take a delay a game on the first drive of the game and then fumble, snap, and then block field goal? Just a ridiculous start to the game. The defense actually, you know, they hung in there in the first quarter. I'm not going to – you can't really judge the defense yet. The secondary has some issues, but we'll have to see. And, you know, they got – the Giants, though, typically – they're just slow starters, but they shouldn't be. It's just so frustrating to watch this team after the way they finished last year and, and perform like that against the Cowboys. It's just in their head. The Eagles escape with a game in New England that they almost blew late in the game. And, hey, shout out to your Dolphins. They had a big game today. No doubt, Joe. Always great hearing from you. I'll see you on the golf course soon. Um, I'm not going to go too much. It's one game. I don't want to get nuts. But did it have – me smiling a little bit, Tua dropping dimes to Tyree Kill. Everybody's favorite son, Justin Herbert. I mean, everybody. The, the entire social media community drools Justin Herbert like he's won five Super Bowls. And he didn't play Bailey today. But in the biggest series of the game, he had the biggest brain fart of the game. And it won't be talked about, you know, because he's he's God's gift. He's Justin Herbert. Oh, he's he's got the hair. He's got the big arm. Except you don't win. Here's what I know about Tua. Durability is a question. When he's on a field, he wins. Look at his record. He wins. Can't argue that. Can't argue that. Uh, my buddy York, who went to this game and actually asked if I was going to be dumb enough to go to this game. I'm like, John, come on. Four o'clock games. Dolphins are playing at four o'clock. You think I'm driving to MetLife Stadium? Thank goodness I didn't. Uh, you did. How are we hanging? <sighs> that was one of the worst things I've ever been to. I don't even think it's close. I was going to say it's got to be it's got to be the worst giant game you've ever attended in person, right? Has uh, Miracle of the Meadowlands is probably top two. What? Different, different kind of game though. That was heartbreaking anguish. This game was just over from Jump Street from the start. And these assholes who decide to open their mouths when we have no right to talk shit. The, Daniel gets his first couple first downs. We're driving the red zone. This asshole in front of me starts yelling Super Bowl, Super Bowl. I turn the person I'm with, I go, something bad's going to happen in, in about a couple plays. We get that snap, block field goal for a touchdown, and from there, the floodgates were open. And, and of course, the Dallas fans all started shitting on that guy, as, as they should have. Well, I can understand it. And, and John, I, I don't know because I wasn't there. It sure seemed like right after the Igbenogany touchdown, it felt like there were 30%, 40% Cowboy fans there. At least, at least. Oh. Which is Paul for the course. What was the biggest groan moment from the Giant fan, out of curiosity? It had to be just that opening. I mean, all was going so well. We were driving for a touchdown. Uh, that bad snap. Like, okay, at least it's going to be 3 nothing. And then as soon as they returned that kick for a touchdown, you knew floodgates were open. We knew, you knew they were done. And then that Saquon, and then once it was 13 nothing, I mean, we were dead. And, and, and Daniel did not. I mean. No, he played poorly. Listen. He got no support. $40 million to make that fucking pick. Bingo. See, that's the thing, John. And you hit on something now that changes the vibe and changes the conversation, fair or unfair, for Daniel Jones. You are not the young... Bingo. The line played like crap. The line was non-competitive. But when you're a $40 million quarterback, you're going to be judged differently. Correct. That's, that's unreasonable at times. That's unfair at times. But that's life in the NFL. So Daniel Jones is well, 
He's well aware of that. He has to acknowledge that. And he's got to get better. That's my advice. Listen, if I were the Giants, I wouldn't watch a minute of this game, Phil. There's nothing to see. You got on the line of scrimmage. Your quarterback made terrible decisions. Your quarterback was skittish. Your game plan stunk. Your defense quit. What is there to see? Burn the tape, show up to practice, and get ready for a bad Arizona team. And look, John, it's one game. I get it. They look eons away from Dallas. I get it. I get it. Listen, your your point to me is, when are they beating Dallas and Philly? Is that what you're going to say to me? When? When? <laughs> I get it, bro. I get it. But you knew this, but John, I told you this a week ago, and I would have told you this a month ago. They're not as good as those two teams. Am I, am I right or am I wrong? They're not as good. But that's what Daniel should have realized when he demanded that contract. Like, you, you had no chance against these guys if he took all that money. Yeah, but he's got a job to do. I mean, listen, what do you want him to take? $15 million a year? No, I don't want to take 15, but take 30. Give like <sighs> Yeah, I, John, listen, I get your point. I get your point from a standpoint of, hey, you're not Patrick Mahomes. I've seen Brady go and take less money. Like, I, John, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. But at the same time, it's a business. And if you're presented a contract based upon what you did the year prior, you're going to take it. Good call. Very good call. Uh, let's head to uh, Elmhurst. Our buddy Charlie, ready to go. You're on this now, Monday morning. Hello, Charlie. Uh, last 24 hours have been like absolute brutal. I mean, including this morning, Splash Mountain on the Bronx. And but, but although started off with plus two and a half Tennessee cash, man, the over. Oh, that was dicey. Charlie, you had to sweat that one out too. Mike, you should send a, a Christmas card to Mike Vrabel. Fourth and eight. Down four kicks the field goal because he had no confidence that Ryan Tannehill could go and complete a pass. Amazing. And uh, the total, uh, Chargers, Dolphins, easy. And Oh, very. If you're already over, easy. You know, when we did Ring of Wise Guys, thankfully, that discussion got pushed to our digital show, so it did not make FanDuel TV. Uh, I actually thought that game might go under based upon what we saw last year. Yikes on that one, Charlie. Yikes. That was... That was a good old-fashioned AFL track meet, dude. Oh, yes. And, JJ, by the way, like, this embarrassment, I actually wanted to see the embarrassment of the Yankees getting no hit in 11 innings and lose, and they watched this, this debacle disaster on national television that is the Giants and the Cowboys. I mean, what an absolute ass whooping. Like, like from the national anthem with Latico and Latifa, I thought the buzz were the buzz were building up, and they're, they're driving down the field. Okay, we got to make a, this Giants team's gonna make a statement. Then it was like strike one was what is that? Andrew Thomas, all star. Yikes! Then bot bot snap up snap strike two. Then strike three, block punt and block field goal and the return for a touchdown. Then it was like I'm stunned, and I was like, this is going to be disaster. And oh my goodness. Life. And it makes it that much worse, Charlie, the opponent. If the Giants had lost 40 to nothing to the Chiefs, you'd be disgusted. Don't get me wrong. You'd be sick. But the fact that it's Dallas takes it to another level, does it not? Oh, my goodness. I'm so hollow. I cannot even, like, what What am I thinking? I'm just so drooled, like, dwelled in my sorrow right now. I, I can't believe what I saw. And like Daniel Jones making like, you know, mistakes he did previously in the pre, like, you know, pre-2022. Like, you can't make that kind of mistake in the offensive line is just an absolute. Well, it was, in a, it was a disgrace. Listen, again, there is not an element that should be excused from a giant perspective tonight. Like, if you want to get on the line, they're probably the biggest culprit. Yeah, get on the line. You want to get on the quarterback? The quarterback played poorly. The quarterback did not do his job. You can get on him. You want to get on the defense because of the fact that they quit in the second half and they didn't show any fight. Get on him. Get on the coach. Like, it's systematic failure across the board for week one. It's one game. You got many more left. It's not baseball. We got 161, but 
It's one of 17. You better hope, Charlie, this is the worst game hands down we see from the Giants all year. You better hope. Now, with the schedule coming up, oh, my goodness. Like, that Sunday game, I mean. Must win against the Cardinals. I'm saying it. I must win. I don't care if I'm being dramatic. I know some people are going to poke fun at me. I don't care. That is a must win for the Giants on Sunday. Must win. It's going to be a long season. It's going to be over before Halloween again with this new regime. Oh, that's not going to be, that's going to be awful. And by the way, JJ, before it wraps up, uh, I'll wait until end of September. And Yankee owner, you better answer some damn questions. That's it. Well, listen, one of those questions he's got to answer, Charlie, is, well, the guy you're all fired up about, Mr. Dominguez, the only saving grace you had for the month of September, sayonara. That kind of year for the Yankees, huh? That kind of year. All right, let's take a couple more. You guys are bringing it, so I'm feeling it right now. Uh, let's head to our buddy David who joins us. Hi, David. What's going on, man? JJ, you think the NFL is uh, nervous now with all these primetime games for the Giants? Uh, I don't think they're nervous after one week, uh, but you are not wrong, David. They are heavily invested in New York football in the primetime schedule. So it, it would behoove the Giants and the Jets to make the NFL look good to go and have successful seasons. Just a little food for thought. Not wrong. Yeah, and your your Dolphins looked really good today. Um, um, I have to just... Well, their offense did. Their offense looked dynamite. I mean, Tua looked dynamite. Tyreek Hill looked dynamite. I love the adjustments that McDaniel made. I love the stones that he had with a couple of the play calls going for it on fourth down. Uh, some very creative schematics from my second-year head coach. Dolphin defense was deplorable. But I'll give him this. When they needed a big stop, at the end of the game, only up two, and they had to get off the field, they got off the field. And overrated Justin Herbert couldn't find a way to get it done. Yeah, and like you said, you listen, there's also Brandon Staley on the other side also. You know, him and... him and Another loser. I mean, I mean maybe maybe that little powwow that he had with Steve Kerr for a week did wonders. I mean, God, how much... First of all, if you're the Los Angeles Chargers and you lose a game like that, how is Brandon Staley still employed? Like, it, it, and I'm not a Charger fan. I know probably nobody in this room and nobody on the podcast probably is even a Charger fan. No, actually, we have one, so I apologize. We have one L.A. Charger fan, I think, to my uh, recollection. We've gotten voicemails from him. Good guy from Queens. But anyway, you lose that game to the Jaguars. How in God's name are you not making a coaching change? Like, I, I have some fun with Herbert because I feel like everybody just drools him. But he's a very talented quarterback. I think we all understand that. Overrated, but very talented. They got so much talent on both sides of the ball, and yet they continue to invent ways how to lose games. Yeah, it's just one of those one of those inept franchises. Just one thing quickly on the Yankees. You, I know you've been talking about it for a while, but I'm on the bad wagon with you. I hope the Yankees have a losing record this year, so we could finally put that stupid uh, little uh, thing that they that they want to have these winning seasons. It's meaningless. It means nothing, and and, and just to be just to be able to not have. Cashman making his point of, oh, I've had all these winning seasons, uh, you know, back to back to back. Uh, I'm with you that I just, just take that off of his, uh, that, that off of his uh, medals. Not, not that it's going to make a difference with the owner, but it just, it's just some stupid thing that they keep bringing up that's meaningless. Yeah, it doesn't make me feel good. Listen, that's what it boils down to. If you're a Yankee fan, who gives a rat's ass that they've had all these quote unquote winning seasons? Going 82 and 80? What, what is there to celebrate? The Yankees are in the middle of the worst season I've ever experienced in my lifetime. They're stale. Their front office is rotten. Their manager is inept. But, you know, ownership's going to bring everybody back because the Yankees have gone incredibly soft. That's all there is to it. The Yankees went from the organization that used to fire everybody, irrationally, might I add, to now the Yankees fire nobody. Unless you're Joe Girardi and you take a team to game seven of the ALCS and the Yankees haven't come as close since, but he's the guy that gets fired. It's amazing to think how crazily I've turned on Brian Cashman because I used to be Brian Cashman's biggest fan. I had enough. I've had enough of the entire front office. Don't get me started. Not even a move to do this today, but don't get me started. All right, before we say goodbye, the money man. As you always do on a Sunday. 
You're not closing show, but you're closing spaces, so it's close enough. How are oh, you? Great, Kyle? great, great, great day. Great. Day. Oh, of course you're doing great because your Cowboys go and uh, put a forty burger on the Giants. Uh, I know you're doing, doing great. Oh, actually, you know, handy, you know, going by our, our picks. I wound up going four and one on the day, five and one on the week, and icing on the cake with the Cowboys. There, and I was very happy to see the Dolphins uh, pull that one out there. Nice uh, victory there. Oh, fun game. I mean, what a fun game. And I'll tell you, I got an extra glee in my eye and pep in my step because of what happened last year against the Chargers. That made me feel that much better. To see the Dolphins go and torch that defense for Tua and Hill to play the way that they did. And then the defense finally gets to stop at the end of the game. Jeff Money, I'm feeling good, man. I know a lot of people right now, and I'm feeling good except for Jeff fans. I'm feeling very good. As are you, my man. I know you're feeling good. Oh, yeah. Great. Hey, that was, there was no Arjuna in that game. You know what I mean? Everything just went up perfect. Yeah, after the blocked field goal, what Arjuna was there? It was a whole lot of feet up, kick back, and enjoy. Exactly. And like I said, we both we both did great. One, your, your best bet, which was always fantastic last year. As, as of mine, as far as my money played, we both were on the Falcons. So I said, I don't want to say locked to myself, but I said, you liked it. I liked it. It was also a family play. And we, that one was a little shaky, but the second half, they did it very well in the second half. Uh, the Titan game, I got a little bit breaks, which you need breaks, you know. You know what, though, Jeff Money? Don't apologize for him. Take him and run. Just send Mike Vrabel a Christmas card or a bottle of tequila, and you'll be good. Exactly. And uh, for tomorrow, you know, only because it's Monday Night Football, I, I want to probably, I took an edge towards I'm going to go with the Jets. I think they were showing plus two, I think, on on uh, your picks, it was what plus two and a half for you, right? I don't know when you got, I don't know, you won with the Bills minus the two and a half, right? I'm on the Bills, yes. So I know my buddy Tom Keenan and Joe Beningo and Mike Fliegelman are not particularly happy with me, but too freaking bad. I like Buffalo in the bounce back spot. I think it's a low scoring game. I just think it will be a little bit of a feeling out process for the Jets and their offense. Uh, the good news for the Jets, though, Jeff Money, there's no way in the world this could be any worse than what we saw from the Giants today. That's the only silver lining for them, no matter what happens on Monday. No way, no way. And I fact, you had a great day yourself. Like myself going 4-1, you went 3-1. Uh, yeah, 3-1 and one with the Buffalo game pending, which I don't feel great about. I'm getting a little bit of cold feet. You know, I've talked to you. You like the Jets. My buddy Eagle Eye picks. He's on the Jets. Um, It would behoove the Jets to go win this game. With the schedule they have coming up, division win, put it under your belt. Takes a little of the edge off going into Dallas against that great defensive line next week. And, hey, it's go time. Listen, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to play really well for the Jets. I think he's happy to be here. I think he's inspired by his new surroundings. But the honeymoon, which basically has been a five-month honeymoon since he had the opening presser and went on Pat McAfee, we'll see how that evolves and changes, perhaps, as this season goes along. But... Uh, buckle up, man. It's a lot of fun. Listen, it beats the days of the Jets sticking up the joint. I have nothing to talk about. So I'll take this any day of the week. Oh, absolutely. If you go by week one, who were the teams that, you know, did really good surprise, like the Packers were surprised the way they uh, beat up on the... Uh, on See, I'm not, I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I No, I don't. I, I, I expected the Packers to win today. Uh, you want to tell me with the ease they beat the Chicago Bears? I, I, you could sell me on that, perhaps. I, I would say the biggest surprise to me is the way the Pittsburgh Steelers look. Because everybody was on a Pittsburgh Steelers junk in July and August and into September. And I didn't have a great feeling about that game, Jeff Money. You know the respect I have for Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers. But I thought that was going to be a field goal game for sure. I mean, the Niners beat the crap out of them. They destroyed them. Absolutely, because that was the only game I uh, picked wrong. I took the Steelers. I thought they were going to, you know, I thought they were going to at least, I thought they were going to win the game. You know, close game. But uh, the 49ers, they played, you know, 49ers always were dangerous with their defense, and they just uh, they just outplayed them big time there in Pittsburgh. You know, in uh, Philadelphia, you know, they was keeping close, and then I caught some breaks also. I don't like you need the breaks, so the Patriots played a little bit better than I thought they would, even though it was a road. Oh, that game bothered me. Oh, money, that one bothered me. The Patriots should have covered, and the Patriots should have won that game. Philadelphia almost did everything in their power to hand the game to the Patriots. I mean, you have the Patriots going backwards on offensive penalties. You have wide receivers not getting their feet in bounds. I mean, when Hurts fumbles there to not get a score, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Just like you said, you need the breaks also to pull it off there. 
And the Browns, I was very, you know, I picked them. I liked them. The Browns were very happy. They got a nice, probably a nice home victory. Beat up pretty good on the uh, Bengals there. Well, that defense looked great. Listen, Money, the Browns are a very well-rounded team. The biggest question with Cleveland is going to be the quarterback. And he didn't look great today. Made enough plays with his legs, but nowhere close to the 2019 or 2020 version of Deshaun Watson. If the Browns are going to be a real force in the AFC, they need that guy. But everything else, I mean, they, they own the Bengals in Cleveland. Own them. Own them. I love the Browns today. Got a couple of dirty looks when I was walking out of Starbucks. People asked me, what did I like today? I gave them the three locks. I gave them Atlanta. I gave them the Browns. I gave them the Patriots. As Meatloaf once said, two out of three ain't bad. You guys are great. Thank you for joining us on Twitter Spaces. Also, Larry is waiting for me for some trivia, so I got to get on board and take care of our buddy. We're coming right back. Thanks for joining us. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So before we hit Larry, just comedy with Dominguez. I mean, in all seriousness, it's just comedy. The one thing you might have been excited about throughout the month of September goes up in flames for the Yankees. Does that sum up 2023 in a nutshell? The one guy I'm supposed to be giddy about for next year now is not going to play for the first five months. Oh, boy. Thank goodness the Dolphins won today. Thank goodness. And as far as week one thoughts, hands down, the two biggest winners, the Miami Dolphins and the San Francisco 49ers. Brock Purdy looked awesome. Tua and Tyreek Hill looked awesome. The biggest loser, the Pittsburgh Steelers. People are going to say Cincinnati, they'll be fine. People are going to say Kansas City, they'll be fine. I thought Pittsburgh was this well-oiled machine. How much of that was bad Pittsburgh? How much of that was good San Francisco? That's going to be a million-dollar question going into week two and beyond. But still, has got the Browns at home on Monday night. That's a juicy, juicy game. Very juicy. So... There was a lot cooking on this Sunday. We didn't even, good thing the Jets didn't play till Monday night. We needed a, a separate opportunity to break down all the ins and outs of the Aaron Rodgers debut. And oh, by the way, we will be back tomorrow night, right after Jets and Bills. Round two of this primetime New York, New York double dip. Can't stop, won't stop. All right, Larry, Sunday trivia. We're moving to Sunday. I'm ready for you, baby. Let's go. JJ, Larry. What wide receiver last year caught 86 passes and had zero touchdowns? The second one is three pitchers in the American League this year got 14 wins. Who are they? Go Brownies. Go Brownies indeed, Larry. I love it. A family win for me and for you. Double the meat, double the action. Um, I'll start with the pitchers. 14 wins or more in the American League. I want to say Kramer from the Orioles is one of those three. Mm. We're off to a roaring start. Um, Let's go with the American League soon-to-be Cy Young Award winner, Garrett Cole. Mm. Doesn't have the wins because the Yankees stink up the joint. Wow. Wins American League. I mean, I gave out two guys right out of the top of my head. Uh, Kevin Gassman. Uh, I know he's hurt. Scott McClanahan. I mean, this is pathetic. This is absolutely pathetic. I- I'm taking one or two more guesses, and then I'm maybe going to get a hint from Stefan. But honestly, I don't even want to put on much of a performance today because I'm already disgusted with my effort. 
14 wins. American League pitchers. I feel like I've rattled off a bunch of the good ones already. A volley missed time. He's out. Cole's out. McClanahan's out. Kramer is out. Nobody on Boston. See, Scherzer doesn't count because he didn't pitch in the American and the National League. So that's not going to count. Maybe the Seattle guys, George Kirby, who, by the way, acted like a total ass the other day. How dare you? How dare you throw your manager under the bus and say, I shouldn't have been pitching? I mean, how weak and how pathetic and how soft are you? If I was Scott Service, the business you would be getting, you would want, you would not want to know. Whether that, whether that's right or wrong is besides the point. I heard that the other day. I'm like, wow, that is pathetic. Absolutely pathetic from George Kirby. But that's my guess. All right. Um, Stefan, is it a Mariner pitcher at least? Am I in the right? No, no not. Not Mariner pitchers. I'll give you a hint. Three of these guys play in the EL, a- AL East, excuse me. Three of them are in the AL East because Framber Valdez was going to be my next guest. So that goes out the window. They're in the. All three of them are in the AL's, AL East. Okay. Jose Barrios. I can't believe it. I've given you, it's got to be Tampa guys that I'm blanking on right now that have a ton of wins. It's got to be. So one is, one is Barrios' teammate, one is a Tampa guy, and one plays for the Orioles. It's not Kramer. Oh, man. I gave you Gaussman. I gave you Barrios. Oh, Bassett. Is it Chris Bassett? There we go. All right, I got one. The Oriole guy with all these wins. I 100% would have said Kramer because I had him in fantasy this year. He had a ton of wins for me. Oh, goodness. Who am I blanking on? Stefana, I am not going to get the other two. Who are they? Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibson. Oh, that's going to annoy me. Who's the other one? Zach Eflin. And Eflin. Kyle Gibson's going to annoy me more because the Tampa guys are like interchangeable. I, I got to be honest. The Tampa guys, I feel like I could forget one, remember the other, you know, the whole deal. Gibson. Mm. That's going to piss me off. It's going to piss me off. All right. And then the receiver to catch 80-something passes without scoring a touchdown last year. Oh, boy. AFC or NFC receiver, Stefan? AFC receiver. AFC receiver. AFC receiver. Cortland Sutton. Mm. I'm trying to think of an offense that stunk last year. And it's a guy who's going to get a lot of catches. Uh, Hunter Renfro. Oh, I, I got one more guess, and then I'm waving the white flag on this. Is it Pierce from Indianapolis? Uh, you want to give me a division? AFC North. AFC North. It, it's definitely going to be one of Larry's guys. There, there's no doubt in my mind it's going to be one of Larry's guys. Um, Is it Donovan Peoples-Jones? All right, I'm out. Who and, is it? And, and you remember, you got to remember, Peoples Jones is now a QB. We got to remember oh, that he is now a QB. Uh, the guy you're missing out on, Deontay Johnson. That's a great, great call. And this is another one I should have gotten because I have Deontay Johnson in one of my way too many fantasy leagues. Larry, you came to play in week one, amigo. You came to play. We will be back in 24 hours. Literally, it will be a much different sounding show because we'll be evolving from giant content, which was an absolute disgrace, to the debut 
of Mr. Rogers at MetLife Stadium. So whenever the Jets and Bills wrap up, same time, same place. Jet fans, your time to shine. Good job by Stefan. Always good to have my main man back. I missed him. I had him back in Vegas on Thursday. Now he's rocking with me for football Sundays, another year. And we got a loaded week. We got Jet Live on Monday. And then on Tuesday, tentative, Darren Waller and my guy, Adam Sean. How about that for a double dip and a bonus Tuesday episode? The content, it's flowing, baby. It's football season. JJ out. Enjoy your Monday. Sorry, Giant fans. Nowhere to go but up. Be good, everybody. Must be 21 plus in present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-NOW-WITH-IN Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.